opportunities, so we took them. I'm so Brooklyn. Pop up with the tools at your house, call me Brooklyn. I'm so Brooklyn. And if you don't know, now you know. What you know about bouncing right back? Cop bad work, took the mountains right back. Back to the wall, yeah, the mountains like that. Back against the ropes, gotta pounce and fight back. When you really do it, don't announce it like that. Y'all saying it wrong, you don't even pronounce it like that. My bitch walk through like she no bounces like that. Like damn, not even basketball's bouncing like that. Like that. Still do it for my projects. Still winning, I ain't lose my project. Old town road for my projects. Ride till I can't no more, little Nas X. Yeah, we the heroes to the zeros. Where I come from, they don't hear those other widows. We the ones who represent them, not Shapiro's. We they favorite gangsters, nah, not the Nero's. If you play it, you ask till we okay and relax. I'm so Brooklyn, my nigga. If I say it, it's facts. If I made it, I backs. If I roll, I voice. Like every day is Christmas, I got the coldest toys. Told my boys, ten toes, hold your poise. For the biggest comeback, work the soldier boy. Yeah, I slide out like polar boys. Yeah, I'm outside with the older boys. Yeah, I tell you when my best hold a voice. I can move in a room full of vultures, boy. Yeah, my body different, I'm a shooter, but I snipe though. Her body different, she just came from getting lipo. It is what it is, still a pipe though. I said what I said, ain't no typo. You from New York, which part are you from? I looked at her like, bitch, are you dumb?
words Why can't you agree with me for once? Maybe we can be on chill tonight Maybe I can give you chills too We've been on a tragedy for months Why can't you agree with me for once? Yeah. Maybe we can be on chill tonight Maybe I can give you chills I'm getting mine like fine wine measured in time Many other brothers love you, but this pleasure is mine. It's no pressure for us to say that I love you from now. So fuck that coffee shit, I just want us to be comfortable now. For real, who you loving, who you want to pull up with? Who don't care who you dating, long as you can, you trust me. I'm trying to hear all your problems so I can lighten the load. No, you not fighting alone, cause I'm protecting you from it. So chill, life hard and ex-lovers is like scars. Cause they stop hurting, but never forgetting what it was. I wasn't young and my biggest enemy was the club. With voicemails on third round. Already been away, yeah. Let me illustrate ya. Let my tongue repaint ya. It's already wet. Have you had a brainstorm? Hurry where a nigga take you. Just know that my face good. Modify your energy so your bank and your skin glow. Max feel, let it fly. Have you ever near a lot? Just to show you I don't care. Yep. You already know what it is, people. It's 5 p.m. on a Thursday, and that means one thing it's time for Ben Talks. Right here live on Radio Free Brooklyn, and it's your boy Ben Lewis. Alongside Addy the Baddie. What's up? Whew. I hope everyone had a good week. Um, the summer is officially over, right? Is, is that what we say after Labor Day? Even though technically it's over September like 22nd or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that means uh, it's time to get back into the fall things. All the summer games and nonsense has to be over with. Right, 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 right. Um, you know, now it's time, you know, to get a little, it's getting a little chilly, so you got to get your hoodie out or whatever. My favorite time of year. <laughs> so he can slide up on some girl. Just <laughs> just throw on a hoodie and go. You got to think too much about your outfit in the summer. Do you? Yeah. Well, maybe as a, as a dude. I mean, and then especially, yeah, I don't really got to wear too much. That, that's a fact. <laughs> that's, 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 that is true. But, and then, and then I got to be like very, uh, deliberate about what I put on. Cause like I go a lot of places where people are taking pictures and I don't have, I don't where, have where a, you be going? well, come on now. Don't do Not that. A lifestyle. Don't, come on now, Eddie. Don't do that. All right. I'm, no future. I'm, I'm starting to be somebody out here. Okay. <laughs> but no, nah, I got, I got to be all deliberate about my outfits. Cause I'm like, yo, if, did I take a picture in this outfit? Like, is this on the gram already? You know, so it's it's too much to think about. And the sudden when it gets to to that hoodie weather, you can just throw on a bunch. You can you know just get a bunch of hoodies, mm. and you know if you're single, you get to keep most of them. Um, but yeah, so I'm 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 excited about fall season. Mm-hmm. I I really am. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Did you uh good week? Good summer? Uh yeah, you know I was summer was you know you know my story. I had the craziest situation actually happen to me this weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't want to really give, you know, that young lady any energy. But let's just say I came out of it alive. There you go. There has been a uh, very toxic, dark cloud in my life for the past month and a half. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. the form of a living situation through which God swiped in and intervened through divine intervention. And literally removed the devil know? from my home. 
You need so, that you need that divine intervention sometimes. Yeah, no, I'm very grateful. Um so God is good and I feel like restored again and more balanced. So I'm just trying to get back into the swing of things cuz you know, fall is a good time to like, you know, reassess goals. It kind of feels like, you know, the start of school again. Except, you know, you don't got to wake up early. Well, as early. Yeah. And you don't got to wear a uniform. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, and so you don't got to wait till lunchtime to eat your snack. Oh no, yeah, right. <laughs> You gotta sneak it underneath the table. You're not on a pris- uh, you're not on a prison schedule anymore. <laughs> that's what that's what it is. Right. When you're when, not in school, you're on prison schedule in school. Basically, you, know? you wait all day yep. and then they give you some cold ass leftover peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That shit is like you ever tasted the ice in the PB and J? The when they leave that shit in the deep freezer and they don't even take that, they don't have the decency to take like, that. Like yo, shit. my man, this sandwich is freezer burned. <laughs> and the way they Let me be, get two. Okay. <laughs> the way they be throwing um the way they be throwing the uh, peanut butter on the sandwich. And you're not going to talk about that leftover Rikers food that they send to public schools in New York, all right? You're not going to talk about it like that, all right? All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you ready to get these shout-outs popping? I, th- I think so. Let's do it, man. Um, So, first shout-out uh, uh, is to Kevin Hart. Although, I, I kind of feel like I kind of should renege on this because mm-hmm. it's some very sus details coming around about the accident. But... Mm, oh, there's more stuff that came yeah, out. Yeah, I, I seen a couple. St- yeah, I seen more. a couple stuff today. Um, but anywho, uh, Kevin Hart was. If if you've been paying attention, Kevin Hart was in a, a, a pretty bad car a car accident over mm-hmm. the weekend, and uh, it was first reported that he like severely hurt his back. And um, his wife put out a statement. I believe it was like Sunday evening or like Monday mm-hmm. that uh, he had surgery and he's going to be able to make a full recovery. Okay. Um, so just, you know, thoughts and prayers go out to Kevin for a speedy recovery. Mm-hmm. Hope everything um, works out. Uh, hope he's back to himself very soon um, mm-hmm. because this could have easily been a very tragic Sunday uh, with, you know, yeah. we've, lo- we've lost like celebrities in car accidents before. You know what I mean? So this could have been like something very tragic. So I'm glad that it wasn't glad that, you know, I mean, it sucks to be injured, but glad Mm -hmm. that he's still alive and he's going to be able to recover. Yeah, no. Yeah. Shout out to Kevin. You know, like, I mean, I like Kevin Hart. Like, I'm I'm not going to say like I love Kevin Hart and everything he says and does, but I feel like he's a human. Even though he's in hot water again right now. Yeah. Because of the because of the shop. Yeah, because of the Man. um. I don't feel like people watch the whole episode. I didn't. So when you told me that, I'm like, yeah. I do know how easy it is to like you know isolate a clip on the yeah. And honestly, people just want to crucify everybody for the minute they say yeah, anything. Pretty that much. They don't pretty much. Quite understand, <laughs> you know. So I I don't really want to be a part of that. So yeah. Um, I'm 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 gonna. That's my my new thing. Assume the best intentions. Now, um, I think the Kevin Hart story I think reminded people of that Terrence J situation mm-hmm. where like he got into an accident while he was in a relationship. With that beautiful girl, beautiful model Jasmine Sanders, um, uh, and he was in a car accident with some girl, uh, who was in the passenger seat, who ended up walking away from the scene of the crime. No one ever figured out who the girl was. Yeah. But Jasmine was like, "It certainly wasn't me." And then they ended their relationship. Come on, girl, you can't look out for me. Well, you know, she has respect for how good must your life be to cheat on a model? I mean, okay, let me let me actually pull up Jasmine Sanders. How good does your life have to be? Gorgeous. I mean, that's why it's like that. You you are. That you are in a relationship with a model. Mm-hmm. Literally, there's people laying in bed, <laughs> hating themselves because they can't get next to this the people her. that, oh my goodness. <laughs> I know. Like, she's stunning. Like, look at her. Those eyes. Like, are... She's beautiful. Oh my So Lord. it's like, if you're ugly, just stay ugly. If you're fat, stay fat. It don't matter. You life, don't cheat I'm anyway. T- life gotta be good. Life <laughs> gotta be good for you to, uh, for you don't to, um, anyway. 
<laughs> cheat on a model. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what we don't, got don't next? Don't get the surgeries. Don't, don't waste your time. <laughs> they don't care. They're going to leave you with a, for a girl with a pot belly. Uh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> but really. Um, all right. Next, Walmart to end the sales of all handguns and ammunition. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, that's a big step in the, in the step. fight for gun control. Right. There was a, um, another shooting. And honestly, it's so sad that all of these shootings are kind of like jumbling up with one another yeah um but there was latest one was i think in like was it texas maybe I yes don't know. it was, it was yeah. texas like yeah. somebody just like lost their job disgruntled white man just like lost his job you and, like kill everybody page like across three cities or something in texas and just was shooting at people well he ain't and, gonna get a job now yeah well you know maybe he will let's not <laughs> underestimate white privilege <laughs> police <laughs> o- gonna, police officer <laughs> uh, okay <laughs> shit they got some job for him um anyway uh, yeah, so basically, huge shock um, that Walmart, which, you know, definitely um, has been rumored to be in the pocket of the NRA for them to make this decision to ban all like semi-automatic and automatic weapons. I, I believe that rifles may still be available, but mm-hmm. um, ammunition is no longer available and neither are guns. Uh, mm-hmm. They There was a report that came out that to date that there's been more uh, mass shootings. Not even people dead, but there's been more mass shootings in the U.S. Yeah. to date than there have been days. Yeah. There have been over almost 300 mass shootings in the U.S. Right. In this year, just in this one year. And um, I I was on the brother. Shout out to the brothers mm-hmm. podcast. I did the podcast yesterday, and we were talking about the mass shootings, and mm-hmm. it was like um, of the mass shootings that took place, about 15 of them were in the state of Texas alone. It's too hot out there, <laughs> yo. And that must be it. Mm-hmm, must be, yo. And I like <laughs> Texas too, so that's sad. Yeah. All right. Well, mm. next, um, rest in peace to everybody who's been affected yes, by man, these tragedies. I'm so sorry that, yeah. like, you know, these unfortunate white supremacists can't keep their opinions and their feelings to themselves, like everybody the fuck else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the rest of us lose a job and you know get one. Um, yeah. Or you know, all the jobs you scare the Mexicans away from, you can go ahead and head to the fields. Well, I got to disagree with you there. Mexicans ain't scared of nothing. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm saying all all the jobs that white people are afraid to take. Oh, oh, right. Oh, that they're afraid to take. Oh, yeah. And no, no. I'm saying that when I say scaring away, I mean, they've been deporting Mexicans. Oh, okay. This labor that nobody else wants to do. Right. So now the labor is available because a lot of the Mexicans are afraid to go to to work to continue to uh, support this economy. So go ahead and go ahead and like work in the farms. Let's see what you have. Let's see what you're made of. Obviously, you're not really about that life. Right. You just want to go around shooting people because you feel like you should just get money because yeah. you're white. Yeah. And you should really be dealing with the rich white people and uh, and addressing them because mm-hmm. they're the ones who have your money. Not us. Like, not everybody else who's minding their business, trying to go to work and trying to take care of shit themselves, you know? Like, yeah. but we'll get into that a little bit later. Yes. Um, definitely got to shout out uh, these two young black queens that's doing and that's doing the damn thing in, in the sport of tennis right now. Uh I don't know Like tennis fans Are probably scrambling Who's gonna be You know Take Serena's place After mm-hmm. she's retiring Cause it seems like she, She's like 37 or 38 mm-hmm. now So in sports That you're archaic At that age in right. sports um, But Naomi Osaka Coco Golf, Granted They lost um, in, in their matches But they seem like They're poised To become like The next superstars uh, As for, for tennis And they've already Despite like uh, You know Losing and Despite losing this past weekend, um, just everything they've accomplished up to this point, they've—I'm sure—they've inspired hundreds of thousands no doubt. Um, of young black girls to to pick up a tennis racket. Um, 
you know, those who who couldn't like connect with Serena, those who probably didn't watch Serena, don't know who Serena is. Mm-hmm. Um, she's obviously not as dominant now as she was when we were younger. Yep. Um, but you know, as I'm sure as a young black girl, you see uh, a black girl like Naomi Osaka and Coco Golf, who, by the way, is only 15 years old. Wow. Wow. It makes me feel like I wasted 15, my life. Man, uh, <laughs> wasn't doing much. She's 15 years old. I don't know. I don't know. If she had to go back to school today. I don't know. I don't know how that works. <laughs> I'm sure she got you like, know homeschooling or something. Probably. And then it's so dope because for both girls, right? You see mother and father in the stands going mm-hmm, crazy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for her, for yep. them, for their ch- children, supporting them, yep. um, doing everything they got to do, man. So just shout out to Naomi Osaka and Coco Golf. Amen. These young black queens supporting is, is, each other, lifting each other up. Yeah, and and what a, a moment! No, I'm Osaka. She spanked Coco Golf. Like, <laughs> she was like, "Look, girl, you ain't about to come up here and be, become a superstar off my back." <laughs> she spanked her, but. She didn't let her like she didn't send her away. You know, she mm-hmm. shared the spotlight after the match. Yeah, I and saw that was that. really dope and really honorable. It was so, so emotional. It was just yeah, like it was. you know, it was. She commended her parents. She yeah. like was just like she's an amazing competitor. Yeah, and it was just amazing to see that like wow, both people really won today. And that's great because yeah, and that's great because the crowd was against Naomi during their match. Mm. The crowd was chanting for Coco. Wow. Um, but yeah, uh, shout see, out to them. man, everybody, people would be mad fake. They'd be waiting for people to come take your shine like. <laughs> People be so fake. Like, why are you sitting there cheering? Uh, you know, whatever. It's sports. Yeah, know? I know. Bandwagon, like you said. <laughs> bandwagon. Did you, did you see? Uh, did you catch Dave Chappelle's new stand-up special? No, I did not actually. But go ahead, give me some highlights. Oh my gosh. Uh, honestly, I think it's his best work. Okay. I think it's his best stand-up special. Um, it's up there with one of the best stand-up specials I've ever watched. Wow. Okay. Yes. Well, now I gotta watch it. Yes. Um, if you're sensitive, if you're faint of heart, do yeah, not put it. it on because. I've already seen the think pieces and the op eds. <laughs> you should just can't. You should just not watch the Dave Chappelle stand-up special. Yeah. And look, it's he's a comedian. It's all jokes. Mm-hmm. All right, it's just jokes. And he was not. He did not discriminate on his jokes. Yeah. He came for black people. He came for white people. He came for mm-hmm. trans people. He came for gay people. He came for bisexual people. He came <laughs> for everybody in between yeah, you know, and everything. Everybody could get it. He gave everybody a fair shot at getting <laughs> roasted, and it was hilarious. Okay. Hilarious! If you haven't checked it out, make sure you do. It is, I think, his best work to date. That's amazing that, you know, especially uh, we were just talking about this, the fact that like comedians, they hustle for so long. Yeah. And their careers. You don't, you yeah. Know, by the time you hear about them, they're uh-huh. 20, 25 years in the game already. Right. Yeah. And then at a certain point, you know, once they're rich, it's hard for you to really get great material mm-hmm. once they're rich because then, you know, the hustle and the struggle's gone. And so now it's like, you know, how many stories can I come up with about like, you know, my maid and my nanny. Like, you know, yeah. like, it's just like, <laughs> exactly. you know, oh, oh, yeah, oh, uh, oh, yeah my kids like, oh, are rich. I was poor. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, well, yeah. So it's amazing to see that this man who has several hundred million dollars can, yes, legit, to, several hundred million dollars, like, <laughs> and continue to find, yeah, inspiration in the mm-hmm. world around him. And, you know, I mean, I'm not going to be offended. That's, I think that's just a hard thing with comedy right now. Yeah. Like, it's just, it was something that, you know, was a feel that was never really touched like that in terms of people being offended. Yeah. And I, I personally don't choose to be offended during comedy comedy specials at right. all. Like, I'm like, I that would be a waste of my energy. Like, it so, yeah. you know, and even even like even when white people be wilding, I'm like, honestly, you know, there's an audience for them. So like, I don't really sit there and scrutinize all of that. But I understand, you know, it's a sensitive time. So people, uh, you know, people are clinging on to meaning in because he is relevant and um, whatnot. You know, people want people who have power to be responsible so yeah. I can see both sides but I'm personally in the camp of uh, I really don't care what comes to comedy nah great great special though definitely need to go check it out yes alright 
Um, next, uh, Jadena shuts down misconceptions of homosexuality. So we're going to go ahead and play that. There's a video associated with it. Oh, it's a video. All right, let, yeah. me, uh, let me put down the, the background music. <laughs> you jazz, smooth jazz. Yeah, there you go. You know what I'm saying? You got to soothe. For the soothe. ladies. That, you got to soothe. Ben, ben, you used the same playlist on every girl? That same background jazz about? music? Look, man, I don't... Hmm. I don't, you like I don't, the candles? You try to make something special? That's his, <laughs> that's his idea of a date. Let me let me throw on this YouTube jazz. <laughs> Play some ninety nine candles. Wait, where's where's the clip? Is it? Um, I thought it was the clip. You have the quotes? Maybe. Oh, you can read the quote. Okay. All right, hold on. Let me get the music we'll back. Down. Oh, this. Wait, hold on. Let me get the music back going. It's live <laughs> radio, people. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. So. Oh, that's the whole interview, though. Is oh. that? Yeah, you don't want you don't want to sit here. The twenty twenty mark. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, well, you can skip ahead. But yeah, so um, I I kind of saw a little bit of uh Jadena's remarks, and I uh, well, okay, we'll we'll play it, and then I'll give my thoughts. All right, now I got to turn on the music. Got you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I said, 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 she begging me now to add it to the list of the feelings I got to keep in. Mm-hmm. Ain't that the root of the trauma? How we just lock up the trauma, yeah, drama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fighting within, fighting without, fighting divided and conquered. The idea that you, like, all these feelings for men, that hurt people hurt people. So yeah. mm-hmm. when you see men hurting uh, women or, or trans folk or, or, or themselves, it's because we don't know how to express that mm-hmm. at all. Um, and I'm still learning day by day. Right now, I'm, I'm probably the most like I have. I don't have. I have the thinnest mask I've ever worn in my life. Yeah. And it feels great. I feel liberated. How did you, you get to me? that point? Mm-hmm. Like, what steps did you take? Uh, I read a lot of books. Yes, can you please recommend? I read a lot of books. Um, um, and so I've recommended a few. I know there's the the way of the supreme man. I didn't read that. All right, one so I'm gonna actually full. just jump in and read the um, quote because I thought they were gonna say it a little earlier, but that was a nice little barzy head over there. So he said the whole idea that black people and our tradition to be black. You hear these African leaders who are dressed in three-piece suits, got an iPhone speaking in English and not their native tongue, saying it's un-African to be homosexual. It's un-African. We don't have it. Um, that was uh, brought as a European import. It's not true. It's not true at all. You got Uganda, the kingdom of Buganda um, at the time. Before Uganda, there was an openly gay king. If you go to Zimbabwe, the Bushmen, as they call them, call them you'll see homosexual acts in cape paintings. If you go to different countries and communities in Africa, there were uh, there was different rites of passage where if a woman was with a woman or a man was with a man, they were thought to be more powerful. There are, was never a time when this didn't exist or where where it was just hands down that homosexuals were wrong. That's not actually an African thing, which means it's not a black thing. Go ahead and drop. Go ahead. and. We don't got bombs, but uh, we need those. <laughs> we need I'm those. working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> we need both. Okay, so now, now, because I, I for one, like th- there's this uh, misconce- misconception that um, homosexuality was brought over by like Europeans, and I personally didn't believe it because I, I, like as humans, we've just been here like millions and billions of years, mm-hmm. and I, I, there was no way that like a man liking a man or a woman liking a woman was a new thing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure somebody 
you know, while we were all cavemen, looked around and said, hey, maybe I, you know, want to be with a guy. You know what I'm saying? So uh, there was some backlash, especially the uh, the hoteps. They didn't like what. <laughs> of course not. Yeah. <laughs> but now that I have some context and now that I see like what he said, and this is not this is not someone um, who's speaking. This is not a guy who speaks out of his ass. No. This is a very intelligent. He's, he's Yeah, he's a very intelligent, calculated brother. Um, he obviously did studies and read books about this stuff. So I'm going to go ahead and if I'm going to believe a source at face value, it, he would be one of the people oh, that I would believe. you're not going to just believe niggas who believe they write just because they're niggas? I mean, come on now. I don't believe anyone who believes that they write just because whatever, whatever. No, because I'll be sitting there like having studied a whole freaking concept, right? Yeah. Not only with my own personal experiences, but with like actual research and evidence. Yeah. And I'll be arguing with some dudes. We'll be sitting there just like because I felt like it because I said so. So it's really great to hear a man with actual like legitimate evidence. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. He's saying, and he's, honestly, I love him because he's so untouchable. He doesn't give a shit about what anyone thinks of him. No. This man, if he did care, people would be calling him gay. You know, look at how he dresses. He had he just had a nice little fresh blowout. He was performing <laughs> on the streets. He always wears these different colors. You know, people be coming for light skinned people. And he's yeah. light skinned with. Um, with light eyes, they they could easily just call him gay, and he could internalize that, and you know, be like, "No, nigga, I'm not gay," and start doing all yeah. types of like violent shit to prove that he's not. And right. I think that he's really like getting to the root of like what a lot of the ways that we interact with each other as men and women, and like a lot of where that hurts them from, mm-hmm. particularly from his perspective as a man. You know, I and as you know, and as and 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 he always speaks really earnestly about that, and I think that's really dope and. We need more of that, not just in men, not just with men, but also with women. So I, I really commend him for his thoughts. Um, now I just wanted to just uh, piggyback on one thing was uh, Malik Yoba. Yeah, I saw some memes coming about that coming out about him, like mm-hmm. floating around social media, and I was like, I didn't know what the hell it was about mm-hmm. until like I, I just um I'm, I'm looking at it now how he came out in the defense. He of did. trans women and admits uh, a trans attraction. He did. He so said, uh, I guess the memes kind of make sense now. Yeah. So basically, according to people, he posted on his um, Instagram, I believe, mm-hmm. um, and uh, or he like there was he did like some post sorry posted some video in response to um, to somebody like getting murdered. Yeah. Or or somebody who reportedly like died by suicide, um, because they were trans or something. I don't know, but. Basically, he said in response to this video, this is another heartbreaking example of the homophobia, transphobia, hatred and hypocrisy. We as black folks, black men in particular, have to name, face and call man, out and coming do for black men, man. the work to heal. Yoba wrote, well, you know, there has to be accountability. <laughs> so I know it's been. No, it's I been refuse. a long time coming. You know, Yoba continued that saying that Willoughby was confident in his choice to love who he loved. But the other men in the video. Oh, I know what he's talking about. I know what he's talking about. I didn't even see that video. I know what he's talking about. Yeah. Well, rest in peace to um, what's his name, Maurice. Yeah, it was a young man who um, who was openly like he was in a relationship with a a trans a trans. He was oh a straight man in relationship with a trans man. Is he straight at that point? Wait, sorry, uh, cis man. I mean, I don't know what to call it. Okay, (laughs) but he it, it was a man. It was a black man, and he was he was in he was openly in a relationship with a trans woman okay got it okay so you he, remember do you remember that okay uh, remember seeing about it i don't something? remember seeing about that but yeah. now i can now i understand so he yeah is, he is a man who is like presents as a straight yeah cis, they call them cis men that right. are not like 
transgender, right? Right, exactly. He, he was in a relationship with a transgender with, girl, yes. girlfriend. Yes. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yes. So he committed suicide. After yes, he because of the the bullying that he experienced online oh, after, like, the, you know, kind kind of coming out and and you know proudly. I mean, if you're gonna be in a relationship with somebody, you gotta be able to like, you know, yeah, you gotta be sure. proud. You gotta be, you know, what I'm saying, but you know, love he, love um, you. but he was like bullied something crazy like, and and Ooh. social media just gets like absolutely crazy i remember seeing uh, seeing this story because th- this happened like i think it was like last week or mm-hmm. two, two weeks ago or something like that and um i remember seeing i'm just like man you got to be able to really like you got to have thick skin and you got to be able to not internalize mm-hmm. like the stuff you see on social media yep. the scrutiny because nine out of ten times those people will not say that stuff in your nope. face um, and then, and secondly, if it's if it's getting to a point where you're really feeling like low about yourself, you got to be able. And I'm not like victim blaming mm-hmm. right now, but I'm just saying like it's important for us to be able to disconnect yeah. from social media, like especially if you're not in a in a state of mind that's like where you could kind of where you're a little more sensitive, where mm-hmm. like the the size criticism could make you feel a certain way about yep. yourself. Like you got to be able to disconnect. Yep. Um, one of the things that that I do, I like the first hour. That I'm awake, I don't pick up my phone at That's all. Good. Like the first hour that I'm up, I don't go on nothing. Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram, nothing. That's good. Nothing. I don't do any of that stuff the first hour just to kind of like get myself together, mm-hmm. get my thoughts together. Remember you know. who you are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whatever reading you like to do, whatever the case is, I don't indulge. Because remember, you wake up. A lot of people wake up. They turn over. They grab their phones. Mm-hmm. They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram. They're on Twitter. If people and I, and I don't imagine like this was 10, 15 minutes of people just hammering away at him. No, like oh, stuff yeah. lives online for exactly. days and days and weeks. So and, and the worst part is that, you know, a lot of times these people take it from social media. They start getting really into your business. Yeah. You know, people start looking up like, you know, you like getting your personal records. Yeah, all of a sudden know. people know you and, and they're like, like oh, yeah, he, your phone number. Yeah, exactly. You, like, and that's the worst part, especially when it has to do with like homophobia in our community. Yeah, man. Like, you know, people are so upset and a lot of that anger comes from like, a lot of people who are that angry. You know, it's like you have to ask you, ask yourselves, are you mad because you didn't have the form to express your sexuality? Because that's usually what it seems. But <laughs> uh, just to continue what yeah. Malik Yoba said, um, basically he said, uh, Willoughby was confident in his choice to love who he loved, but the other men in the video haven't been haven't been taught by us that love is love and acceptance of trans love is okay. Trans right. people deserve love and respect as do those of us that love them. Yoba wrote, I love all women and count myself among those who find themselves attracted, tr- trans attracted, and I too have felt the self-imposed shame that comes with that truth, but it's time to speak up. There you go. And now I, now I understand the memes because mm-hmm. I saw, I, and it was hilarious. Now, now that I know what happened, it was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw well, one funny. that said, uh, it was like a text conversation and the person was texting with Malik Yoba and he was like, yo, come over. I got the bitches. And then it was like the um, the conceited, you know, the rapper conceited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like the, the the face, the gif where he's like looking to the side. Like, you don't know what I'm talking about? Oh, okay, I think so. You got to see it. I can't. It's, it's yeah, hard yeah, to explain. I'll, I'll check it out. But yeah. All right, anyway. I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, this is a, yeah, you know, well, rest in peace to yeah, man. all the trench. Disconnect. Trench disconnect. Yeah. If people are saying horrible shit about you. And again, I'm not victim blaming. But disconnect. Yeah, the problem you gotta with, like, disconnect. Trans folks is that like particular? Yeah, this is yeah. This particular issue it has to do with somebody who was in love with a trans person. Yeah. But you know, with the issue with trans folks, like disconnecting, like that's hard, right? Like you live your life every day. Like people just feel like they can come up to you in the street and like tell you to kill yourself or like try to actually kill you. Like me and Jasmine, we were doing a um, so boom podcast 
um, every time around this time of the year, we will find out exactly how many trans people were murdered by this time of the year. And every single year, that number had increased. And most of the times, it was killed by a man, oftentimes killed by a man of color. So, hmm. yeah. Well, I got no words. I can't defend people doing yeah, horrible stuff bad. like that. Uh, let's just uh, We're gonna take a break And kind of get into Our trending topics uh, Do remember We got Trey Lover Founder of Love and Fashion and Love and Fashion LLC Entertainment um, He's gonna be our guest Later on on the show We got our trending topic Up next And the return Of Don't At Me So stay locked in Don't go anywhere You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn And it's Ben Talks With your boy Ben Lewis Alongside Addy the Baddie We'll be right back Never been fake, I'ma die, honey. Tell my people keep riding for me. Pensacola to Charlotte, that's how I'm coming. Never back down from nothing, so how I'm running. People rather be fake than get to the money. How they hating, they love me, man. Damn, that's funny. People often get lost on the way to money. Notice people with money start acting funny. I'm switching, I'm switching flow to show skill. Hop in my automobile. Where do you live? Let's make it back to my crib. I know they gon' watch where I be in, so just keep that shit to yourself. No fans around me, that's the real. Holly favor, fuck a deal. I know you gon' fold under pressure Cause you ain't around when we stretchin' Moving minds, learn your lesson Had to grind till I did it All is stable, never slippin' Politicians in they feelings Tell my brothers, go and get it Didn't I mention We want it all, keep the pension Boy, get high in the kitchen Best if you stop dropping roll Let's get this under control I got no room for a snake But it's okay They serving rappers today Another cold case If you ain't gon' help, bro, then you in the way I got no handouts to give out today. Don't hit my phone if it ain't for a play. I went to college, but still want the K. I got the knowledge, but still want to the spray. They talking violence, never threaten me. Police be wild and kill you when you're free. Never been fake, I'ma die, honey. Tell my people keep riding for me. Pensacola to Charlotte, that's how I'm coming. Never back down from nothing, so how I'm running. People rather be fake than get to the money. How they hating, they love me, man. Damn, that's funny. People often get lost on the way to money. Notice people with money start acting funny. How we gon' stop it? We not. We just gon' build up the block and hope that we take what they got. Investing in all of their stock. Working my way to the top. They cannot stop me if they had the lock. Fuck what you thought. I've been by my since the day that I dropped. Never judge me by the gold that I rock. Only judge me by the hearts that I touch. I've been grinding, but don't want me no deal. People listen, never notice the real. You can hate me, man, if that's how you feel. Hard to be sensitive when you speaking real. Don't try to stop me, yeah, nigga, next. I keep my blessings hosted like a tech. I got some shooters, no, they never miss. I ain't no gangster, baby, I'm legit. They doing music, say they catching plays. Got a degree, but I ain't never changed. Nothing can stop me, I ain't in my lane. What do you know about my stress? Cause you want some gold on my neck, ice on my wrist. Some shit you wish you could get. Some shit you Damn. wish you could get. And everybody out here being fake. They doing, they doing. They doing music, say they catching plays. Nothing can stop me, I ain't in my lane. Nothing can stop me, I ain't in my lane. Never been fake, I'ma die, honey.
Rockstar BBs dripping Pull up Rockstar wasted And getting crossfaded I can't feel my face Medicine with the chemistry thousand. I'm feeding in the streets now. I'm feeding my sound. Correct me, I'll sound. Ain't no dread Should be killing you But you want me to do take it personal, baby No, I don't need to be shady I would've did it to anyone And I blame where I came from Hope you're doing good I'm corrupt, hope you understood Don't pull up like you thought you could No, 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 no I like the mother girl that you've been creeping on You've been sleeping on Give me what I want My shit is impeccable You gon' need more syllables The not goes invisible I do not check for you And I should be killing you What you want me to do? Yeah. Hold switched up, posted in your hood Got them two stopping right where you stood Don't pull up like you thought you should No, 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 uh-uh Hey, what you want me to say? I am not yours to be given away I'm candy, I am not your trophy This has its own magic. It's 
been quite some time now, damn, you've been holding up strong. You're never gonna settle down, babe, when I wish you too long. Cause you had your backup, shawty. Why you at your backup party? I never should've asked you nothing. Cause you'll tell me it's not important. What makes you think I deserve this? What makes you think I ain't worth it? So ladies, if you know you're perfect, put your hands up in the air, tell them like this. I'm done tripping over. I'm done slipping over. Fuck you, cause now we're over. So glad I'm starting over. Yep, we're back, ladies and gentlemen, live, Radio Free Brooklyn. It's your boy, Ben Lewis, alongside Addy, the baddie, who's in here kicking kicking, uh, kicking knowledge. You know, I'm a little wise or whatever. I try to surround myself with people that are smarter than me. So Don't take know, credit for my hence, intelligence. Hence, <laughs> hence why I got Kevin and Addy on board, you know what I'm saying? You see, leave it to you to take uh, credit. I'm just, I'm, just a, I'm just a lowly radio personality. That's all I am. That's know? okay. You, 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 you provide comic relief That was the part Where you were supposed to say Oh no that's not what you are Ben But yeah, whatever no. Yes I said you provide comic relief So that's no, good enough Alright I'm a clown <laughs> that's, that's what I am A clown to you yeah. Alright uh, Trending topics We're gonna start us off With a little recap uh, You caught this week's episode of Power Right well, Immediately <laughs> Immediately 
as soon as it gets posted at 12 a.m. on Sunday. You almost have to because, like, if you go on social media, Sunday, like, it's spoiled Mm -hmm. for you. Yeah. Especially Twitter. So one of my... Twitter on Sundays. Oh, yeah. (laughs) For real. One of my biggest takeaways from Power, um, Ghost continues to show exactly how much of a savage (laughs) (laughs) that he is. Do you think he even... Thinks of other people at all? Does it even cross his mind before he chooses not to think of them? I mean, I don't I, think it does. I feel like at this point in his life, yeah, where he's been able to move kind of selfishly, and it's all been to his benefit. I mean, look where he got to, you know, kind of moving the way he did. So it's a little hard for him to kind of step back and think about anyone else mm-hmm. um, at this point in his life. But uh, I, I think he's savage for the things that he continuously asked Tasha to do. Yeah. Like, these compromising positions that he continues to put her in. So this week, what was it? Uh, this week, he asked Tasha to accompany him to um, Angela's funeral. <laughs> uh, after he last week asked her for sympathy for losing the woman that he loved. Mm. Mind you, they're still married. Now, on this last episode, they just had their first uh, divorce arbitration. So... They're in the process of, of uh, getting a divorce. Uh, and I just feel like the way the show is, is like the way the storylines uh, go sometimes, uh-huh. something's going to happen where they have to stay married. Yeah. But but um, yeah, this guy continues to be a savage and continues to, to ask Tasha to do things to in support <laughs> of this extracurricular relationship that he had going. <laughs> uh, granted, Tasha, you know, did her things, but mm-hmm. they... Uh, you know, you might ask, you might say that they were in response to some of the things that Ghost did, right? Um, so I, I'm not putting anyone at fault, but she, one thing she never did was ask him to help her, with, right? With her side and situation, she's always been 100% loyal. Um, yes, as far as like to making sure to the family, right? Yes, like, even while even while dealing, even right. while like having her trying to move on, like mm-hmm. from an emotional and a relationship standpoint, she's still been loyal to this guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He continues to show his ass. Like exactly. I, I don't know. I can't get behind ghosts right now, man. No. Like you might say, like guys might say, I'm, I'm, um, uh, like being like that guy. What's that guy on Facebook that that's always talking about, man? <laughs> Derek Jackson. <laughs> yeah, guys, guys might people because I had this conversation at, at um I was chilling with some of my boys on Saturday and yeah, I had nine, this conversation. Nine out of ten men are trash. Yeah, and the they were like statistics are similar to that. Of they were like, people. nah, still team <laughs> ghost, team ghost. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, he the, is a complete savage. I can't get behind it. I'm the sorry. The worst part about the worst part of that is that like most of those guys don't have any not not a not a rubble to their name, <laughs> not a rubble to their name, and they they see themselves as ghosts, and that's the problem. Is the delusions of grandeur that a lot of these men possess that right. make them feel like they can move this way and be completely completely absolved from accountability and it's really funny but um it's actually sad yeah it because is sad. tasha's obviously loyal to the family yes. and um yeah and the, we'll, we'll touch on this when we talk about dating there's another reason why women should be yes, getting paid yes. to be around men we whoa. only add value whoa yes but anyway but uh one more takeaway i, I like <laughs> how they're setting up um the for the spinoff because Tariq got his little business going at, at Choke yeah, yeah, at yeah. the school he's away from. Which he's such a great actor too. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, Michael Rainey Jr. Mm-hmm. He's 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 very good. Um, so his so they're setting him up a little bit to to kind of have the spinoff and kind of be doing his thing in the drug game while he's at school. And um, it looks like he find he might have found himself uh, his his <laughs> own Tasha, so to speak. I think so. Yeah, that that girl. Uh, I I mean, I thought she had a stronger head on her shoulders than <laughs> than, <laughs> than, than what what she showed. I, I wish well, they well, I wish they gave her like two. They made her like think about it for two episodes. Well, you know, TV show edits. You know, they got to speed shit up. 
So that was like two weeks later, right? Yeah, exactly. They got to push the plot. She slept on it. She slept on it. She slept on it. She thought about it wisely and thought, you know what? I could do it better than this nigga. And I understand the feeling. She definitely can do it. Knowing you could do something better than a nigga. She definitely can. But it looks like. She went. She went over there to enhance his, his operations. Yeah. So yeah. So, I, I, so I can relate. We'll see. We'll see where that goes, man. Um. And I if you didn't relate. catch power and you listen to the show, mm-hmm. tough shit. I'm sorry. You just. You just got. just got spoiled for you. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, right. there's been more than enough time. <laughs> you got anything to add to that? You want to uh, go on to the next one? Um. I mean, I'm just so curious to see. I mean, it was really funny when Tommy appeared at the funeral. Oh, yo, and yes. I, I like, forgot about that moment. Yeah. That was like a big, like, fuck you to ghost. Yes. To that see was ghost a huge. So like, shook. And now that he can't even kill him if he wanted to, because that other Tony Montana type. Of yeah. <laughs> Jason. Yo, these white certain... people are gully on this show, man. OD, right? Oh, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I fuck with it. That, you see? Yo, white that people? that side of it makes me never, like, I never thought about selling drugs. White gangsters from Queens. Yo, the stuff that these guys are into. This man said, "I want a hundred thousand dollars every two weeks for me to right. not kill you." Okay, I'd have looked that man in his eye and said, "Yo, you might as well chop my head off right mm-hmm. now because that's not happening." Okay, don't mess with these white gangsters. They have like Bruh. both money, physical, and structural power. They yeah. know everybody. Like they, they can kill you at all. Take angles. away their weapons, they can still okay. They like they still got hurt people you. in the feds. Like you don't know that's their family. Yeah, like, exactly, man. Don't it's, mess with them. Mm, so do not. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um. Yeah, that was that was in a, a good part, and then also I guess the oh his her sister uh Angela's sister yes yes pause I think it's her name pause yes yeah she discovered a phone a burner phone that, oh um, and she did the right thing she, she did she discovered a burner phone where she basically it revealed that Angela was really in on things with yeah. Ghost and his family and Tasha and she met up with Tasha and kind of threatened her. That she would reveal the information to the DA, but Tasha reminded her that then you would destroy Angela's legacy. Yeah. So she buried the yeah, phone with much. Angela, which was the smartest thing. Yes. To do, um, and also Tasha was it uh Tasha um kind of demanding that ghost uh like cause cause she signed a prenup. Mm-hmm. I don't know what she was thinking, why she did that. I, you know, but, that's the problem with us women. She, she signed a prenup. I just wanna I just wanna just kind of, I, I, I'm gonna let you go. Let me right. just get this stuff out. Because I just got she it. signed a prenup and goes again to add to his savagery from, from previous weeks is like really sitting across the table from her and it's just like, Well, you ain't about to get shit because you initiated a divorce. And um, you know, this this is this goes to a bigger debate where guys feel like, you know, and I, I'm not a baby father. Maybe I would feel different mm-hmm. if I was in that kind of situation where guys feel like I just got to give you for the kids. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't necessarily like work like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mom has to be in a good space. Exactly. For, her to, for the children to be in a good space. Yeah. For you eventually to have to, uh, uh, you know, have to be in a good space uh, together as a family, a blended family, whatever the case is. But she really like got gully there. And, how and they finesse? Him. I mean, how did she... How did he finesse that, right? Because, like, apparently she was in school when they met. Like, she had a, her own situation I'll going on. I'll tell you on. how he finessed it. Like, yo, mm-hmm. this is just, this is just, you know, it, this is the argument that guys say now. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, marriage is forever. If we're going to be together forever, then what's the problem? Right. Why can't you it sign it? Because we're going to be together forever. Right. So you never have to worry about this stuff coming into play. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Until your old flick comes home. There you so go. This, this, Until just, she walks into your nightclub one day. <laughs> uh, I, just, I just wanted to just quick PSA to uh, black women particularly who love to prove loyalty on uh, on the uh, front end of things before they they love to be the do the writing and the dying in vans (laughs) like please save yourselves (laughs) don't do that shit there's no reason why in this particular situation negotiate your prenup don't just sign it (laughs) if you're gonna sign one 
Yeah, because Negotiate I, feel like, I feel like a prenup is really just an agreement, right? A prenup yeah. is an agreement. Now, that agreement doesn't mean that you don't get anything. Right. It should be an agreement that is reasonable for both parties. Yeah. So I don't think that oftentimes when I see prenups and I'm like, or people don't sign prenups and they're like, I want half. Like, I don't I don't usually agree with the half, right? I don't usually agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I, but I do think that there is a number. I yeah. do think that there's a reasonable number, especially in the event that the shit that this nigga put her through yeah. <laughs> happens or occurs, that... Well, but if I'm for both parties, if I'm not mistaken, um, I believe the mom mentioned that they she signed that prenup. They got married at like 20 or something, like really young. Okay. So like, I mean, you could attest to this. Like, you're kind of naive at that age. That's true. She you're might very she, naive. She so, might have thought she was gonna make the most. Yeah, money. she's like, she's like, oh well, he's already making all this money in the drug game. Like, I don't see myself being with anyone else but this guy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let me just sign and get it out the way. If it's just one small little obstacle for me to be married and have my family, like, why not? So that could have been it too nah, The, the age kind of plays into a part That's not good enough Especially you know why it's not good enough Because it'd be one thing If she was just chilling at home Right Just raising the kids Minding her business Not involved at all This yeah. girl is literally Cleaning the money at the laundromat She is She is the integral part Of the operation You know what I mean Like without Tasha well, the, the operation well, the drug, doesn't work out The drugs out. is the integral part of No no operation. but without No no <laughs> No no it's not just the drugs It's about how What the, what happens to the money Right, right? Because if you, you can sell the drugs But yeah. then if the feds figure out the money, then what are you gonna do, right? That's so like, true. and then for her to not a, rat all those years. So I feel like she definitely Come on, girls do better beyond just being the. If she was just the <laughs> wife, just chilling, she yeah, deserves right? money. But Which, the fact that she also went above and beyond to like, yes, you know, she actually worked. She wasn't right. She she could as much as she could have been the stay at home, not do nothing, just go shopping. Uh, you know, have people maids come and clean and cook and do all that stuff. But she was active. She was working. Mm-hmm. She was. Doing her thing So I think it's kind of wrong To just leave her with nothing Just just from an emotional standpoint Like mm-hmm. her daughter Was murdered Her daughter was You know murdered. what I'm saying Like just from an emotional standpoint That's You cool. can't like Just be like Yeah I'm, I, you signed this prenup So I'm gonna leave you with nothing Like come on Even if y'all work something out Outside of like the lawyers Arbitration whatever But God damn You can't best be that much interest. of a savage You can't be that much of a savage It would be in his best interest To actually just give her Half of the money well, You know what I mean that's, Well that's I mean kind of Because More well, now You weren't you getting bullets Flying at your head I you mean know you know Here's More my now. thing Here's my thoughts No I mean She's definitely earned the money But besides that He may go away to prison forever You know what I mean yeah. So like just making sure That the, at least half of that money Is safe for your family Because if the feds Catch up with him And his, op- his whole operation Prior to her getting that money Mm-hmm. Like they probably won't take it from her if it, the the settlement was done before the indictment, right? right? Like because then that money has already been set aside. That money goes. That there's a more arguable case there, especially if her name doesn't get implicated in any of the crimes. Mm-hmm. But you know, anyway, let's yeah, move on. We'll see. We'll see what comes on in next week's man. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So we got. Uh. Was this a? He was a producer. Dallas Austin. Yeah. So. Yes. So those of you who are in know. Uh, obviously, we know Brandy and Monica has had this extremely long-standing issue with each other. Yes, and usually what we see is um, Brandy will come on a show, and when asked about Monica, she'll often give or provide really snarky remarks mm-hmm. that show that even what twenty you know, years shit later, like who, you right? Know what I'm exactly. <laughs> Two decades later, she does not know who Monica right. is. Whereas Monica, her whole brand is like she's everybody's auntie. She's mm-hmm. like. The beautiful young aunt. Look, I, I can't even call her auntie. She looks amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, but she's like that hood Atlanta, like down ass, like right. cool with all the rappers, cool with everybody from like the old generation. Is she still with uh, her husband? They just they just split. Oh. But she's such a class act. That's the yeah. thing. She carries herself with such class. So little would you? I mean, you. It would be hard pressed to believe, right? That like somebody such, got an issue. With right. Her. Exactly. Right. Be, you know. And so Brandy's gotten a lot of slack over the years. 
for her response and reaction to Monica when she's brought up in like interviews and things like that because Monica only has the nicest things to say about Brandy, whereas Brandy does not have anything nice to say about Monica. Right. So um, recently, though, Dallas Austin, um, famous producer, veteran producer, produced a bunch of hits back in the 90s, um, also in the 2000s, still now, but he's had a really long career. He still looks really good. Um, but basically, he witnessed... Um, he witnessed Monica punch Brandy in the face or slap slap or punch her in the face before the 1998 uh, VMA's performance. I feel like I'd rather get punched in the face than slapped. Okay, okay. All right. Sorry, like, that's, that's like if, I, if, I, if, I, if, if I have to get hit in the if face, I, have to get hit in the face. I feel like I would take a slap before I take... No, I will take punch. a punch before I take a slap. Because a slap is just like, man, you ain't shit. I'm going to yeah, smack like, the shit out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like you're my son. Like, yeah, like a punch is like, oh, you're trying to fight. A slap is like, you get slapped, like, mm-hmm. just don't do nothing because you a bitch. Like, you just officially, like, like just don't do nothing. Just take the slap and I don't know. Like, yeah. And here's what Austin said. Um, according to the source, he said, Monica was very ghetto when it came down to it. He um he goes on to say that Monica was at a point where she was discovering who she was. And they were very young when this came out. A too. boxer. That's- <laughs> she said, if you didn't, she, he said, if you didn't have gold teeth, she didn't like you, Austin claims. She was really hood in Atlanta. <laughs> So um, I guess you know Brandy was that cookie, you know cookie cutter. Yeah, she was image. the girl next door. Like she was Moesha. Like exactly. You know? So I'm sure you know how egos flare, especially when you're young, right? And, you know, of course. Pit you, you know, and that's the that's the thing with women in the industry. They they put they pit them against each other, and a lot of times it's the labels, it's the men, it's like in their ears telling them like this person said this about you. Yeah. Right? Like when you think mm-hmm. of a lot of like Nicki Minaj's beefs. Oh my gosh. And um, even McCarty with Remy, whoever. Like it I don't even any of her beefs. I don't think the person she's beefing with. I she came out and said anything against her. I don't think so either. Like it's all he say, she That's say, and social media stuff. And ego, but yeah. you know when you hold, when you when your whole life is celebrity. Yeah, exactly. Your, your ego is your life, yeah. right? So then your like, value is legit. What yeah, everyone else thinks about exactly. you, like, so that I, is your value. I can't like you know knock her. I can't knock all those people for re- being reactive because I don't know what the hell I would do if millions of people were basically like think about like when you're at school and somebody's like oh she's trying to fight you. And remember, like, back in high school, like, yo, she said she want to fight you. I couldn't back down. What the fuck I'm going to do? Like, if she said she was trying to fight me, then I'm going to have to fight her. You be in that shit like, I'm really about to fight for no reason. For like, no <laughs> reason. But I got to. Because exactly. she called me out. So right, like, exactly. You know, yeah. I feel like a lot but of... I don't think boys do that, but yeah. But women, you know, yes, <laughs> boys don't do definitely that. definitely do that. And I feel like yeah. a lot of these celebrities, you know, they, they're... It's not like they have any, like, grooming or whatever. Like, they come from, like... Their circumstances and thrust it into spotlight, and then all of a sudden they all, all automatically have to just change their habits and behaviors. Like yeah. that takes time. So that was an interesting revelation, though. Yeah, man. Well, now we see why. You know, now like, we see why <laughs> you punched me in the face in 1998. <laughs> I will never like you. Ben said that we were talking about it yesterday. <laughs> he said that he will hold a grudge forever, but he's also a Scorpio. So, well, there you go. I think I could get over what it. What did Cardi had a bar in one of her songs, her early songs? She said, "If a bitch beef with me, we gonna beef forever." Okay, so Brandy is practicing. Those. I don't want to have a stroke, so I'm gonna let it go. Yes. Um. All right. Uh. You want to take this one? Okay. Um. Yeah. I just wanted to touch on um, xenophobia. Yes. I wanted to talk about uh something that's been trending right now in uh on Twitter. And all across the news, honestly, probably not as much as it should be. Um, but basically, South a- in South Africa, there's been a lot of xenophobic attacks against um, Nigerians. And if you don't know, I am Nigerian. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a proud Nigerian. So very this proud, is very, very, uh, very, very sad. Um, basically, um, currently they have a leader in power. Um, and I don't know his name. 
see. I don't know his name, but I'm gonna find it. Uh, but basically, he has been. Um, yeah, so basically the leader currently in power is kind of like a Donald Trump type, right? But his basic his fixation is on Nigerians, like right. basically trying to convince these South Africans who are poor, who are who've been marginalized since well before like since apartheid, mm-hmm. right? Since white people have colonized South Africa that right. the your issues, your biggest problems, right? The biggest problem you face, your biggest enemy are Nigerian immigrants. And it's when you think about it, this is a, a sentiment that's echoed all across the country mm-hmm. in different ways, right? In America or in the U.S., we have, um, oh, the Mexicans are your problems. And that's what they say to white people. This is the reason why you don't have jobs as opposed to hypercapitalism. Right. And white people hoarding, rich white people hoarding wealth from everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and like that and is not, like. Not to mention machines replacing a lot of the, yeah. the laboring jobs. The industrialization. Yeah. Yeah, like exactly. literally the fabric of hypercapitalism. Andrew Yang, 2020. So, <laughs> yeah. So basically, in um, there's been like some really like angry mobs yeah. in South Africa, like burning like Nigerian shops, vehicles, property. They even uh, they, they say five uh, five people were killed, and 189 people allegedly involved in the violence have been arrested. But many foreign-owned stores were targeted in the violence. So, um, and this is according to CNN, and basically. Like there was a video or there was like one image that stood out where uh, a Nigerian man was burned alive, you know, and which it's is one of the worst, worst ways things to that die. you can do like that. And I think they, what they said that and drowning is probably yeah. like one of the Jesus. Yeah. So Oof. it's it's just disgusting. Um, Nigerian yeah, that's, minister that's of information and culture, like Mohammed said. Yeah, it was deeply disturbing um, that reports on some Nigerians were uh, reports that some Nigerians were attacking South African companies where in, uh, Nigerian investors own significant stakes and employ mostly Nigerians. Muhammad described it as a classic case of cutting off your nose uh, despite your face. He added that President Buhari had uh, dispatched a special envoy to convey his concerns to the South African president, Cyril Ramposa. Nigeria has pulled out of the ongoing World Economic Forum in Cape Town and also plans to recall its ambassador to South Africa in protest against the attacks. The, cor- the country's foreign minister told reports on Wednesday. Uh, while Nigerian stars Burner Boy and Tiwa Savage have also weighed in with similar boycotts. Um, so basically, like, they planned on performing. There was, like, sh- some shows lined up in South Africa. Mm-hmm. I definitely, I think that, like, uh, they always do a show in Johannesburg um, for Afropunk. And yeah. I, I'm pretty sure Burner Boy was headlining this year, but he's pulled out and he had, like, a lot of strong words. Yeah. And you guys can go check and, that and out. And that's what's up, man, because mm-hmm. a lot of times, like, especially when it comes to, like, artists and stuff like that, mm-hmm. they, they will pick the bag mm-hmm. over, like, their people. Um, not that that's not uh, really a characteristic that I see from like Nigerians, Nigerians no. because <laughs> just from what I see, just yeah. from being around you mm-hmm. the, in the time that I've been like, y'all are very like supportive to one another. Like just <laughs> I, I, just about every Nigerian guest that you've asked to pull up, yeah. barring something like crazy, like a crazy mm-hmm. opportunity that comes that's come their way. Beyonce, shout out to Papi Ojo. Yeah, like <laughs> they've been here. Like you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and without me having to like talk to them or anything like that, so. Uh, that that's a big move by him because yeah. that bag, especially with the 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 um, fame that he the, mm-hmm. the level that he's at now, Burner Boy right now, mm-hmm. like he is like hot right now. He, yeah. he is the guy right now. Yep. And for him to turn that down, right. um, just in support of his people, that shows that yeah. he has like a backbone. That shows mm-hmm. like he he um really values his morals. Like mm-hmm. it's it's that was, that's a that's a very solid move, right. uh, by and, Burner Boy. Yeah, and you know, and it's it's. You got to be grateful for that because yeah. definitely you see a lot of celebrities 
definitely prioritize the bag that they don't need right. over the cause. And I think that it's nice to see, you know, some people taking steps in the right direction as far as, you know, putting their money where their mouth is. Because he doesn't need that whatever, let's say $100,000 that they probably pay. Yeah, him. like he, he like, yeah. Sure, it would be nice to have. And I'm sure that could, you know, get you some extra investments, car or whatever. But you don't need it. Yeah, and not, not the expense of your people. It's not worth it. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. Um, uh, I guess just to subscribe. I'm trying to see what we press for time. You want to jump into... The, yeah, let's do that. For fun. The dating. Yep. Okay. So some some numbers came out. The national average. Um. What the the cost of a date? Yes. Now, so what, what were some of the average numbers across the different states? All right. So because I want to know what's what's going on in New York. I'm what gonna. Can I I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do the tri-state. What can I expect in New York City if I want to go on a date? How much money? <laughs> all right. So in Connecticut, how much money he gonna spend? So I'm, I'm gonna do the tri-state, right? Because okay, you know, right. in New York, you might you might mess with a drone from Connecticut. You know oh, what I'm saying? Really? That's that's your lifestyle. Not me. <laughs> um, the average cost Boring. of a date in Connecticut is two hundred and thirty dollars, and that's only the fourth highest. Well, yeah, Connecticut, they got some real rich people over there. So uh, we got in. Uh, let me see. Let me go down to New York. The What's average... going on in Atlanta? I might move over there. <laughs> you want to see Georgia? They don't have Atlanta specifically, but oh, okay. Um, they got Georgia. The average cost of a date in Georgia is one hundred and twenty-one dollars. All right, that's not bad because that's actually around around that number is my limit for dates. <laughs> um, that's actually surprisingly high that you said uh, for you. Because considering, it ta- res- it takes, considering your resourcefulness, <laughs> well, I, I know I I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna be buying drinks and, and tell her she can't. So I know I factor in both our drinks. You just gonna have we gonna have a large order of fries and split that motherfucker. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we we gonna we gonna be able to drink. But all right, so New Jersey, um, which is the second highest, the average cost of a date two hundred and fifty nine dollars. Damn, Jeez. damn. Well, because right. you know a lot of times in New Jersey they have to like you know cross the bridge and they have to pay the toll. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I know all about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that factors into um, it. And New York, mm-hmm. winner, winner, chicken dinner. We came yes. in at the highest. Oh, well. The average cost of a date in New York. How much? $297.27. Ooh. I've seen what you've done for others, Lord. <laughs> I never seen a number like that. <laughs> and you know what? The cool thing with this article is that they give cheap date ideas underneath <laughs> so a date idea in New York, which is something I have done, yeah. even though I can't ride bikes for shit, is a rent a bike for about twelve dollars <laughs> and ride around Central Park. Yeah, I I've done that. that. I almost died, but I did it. You, you know did what I'm saying? To save money. Hell yeah! <laughs> oh my gosh! But you better buy some Chipotle after. Chipotle? That's a little too rich for no, my blood, baby. Come on, come on now, two bros, baby, dollar no. slice. Huh? No, some Chipotle. Two slices. I we no. can split the can of Pepsi. Come on no, now. A twelve dollar bowl. You won't die. Yo, Poppy, let me get a, a <laughs> Pepsi and two cups. You feel me? <laughs> oh my god! But you're gonna sit there lining up to go throw your money at Jordan. <laughs> okay, first of all, I only got one pair of Jordans. Yeah, whatever. All right. Um, but anywho. So, all right. So my thing is. <laughs> I ain't never seen a number like that. So I'm so but who I they asking, right? I understand where the number's coming from. So I had a roommate at one point who um was a sugar baby. And yeah, so she like would get um she would like go out on dates, basically right. like girlfriend experience type stuff with like older men. She's she was really young, so like older men for her what? like in their early forties. And like these men would just pay her so that she can have fun. Like 
one time her friend was coming into town. He was like, I, I, I see that you really like when your friend comes over. Here's $600. Go see a Broadway play and take your friend. Like, these, these, this is the life that people are living that I haven't tapped into. So I <laughs> I can understand where this and number is here you are from. working like a sucker. Like a sucker. <laughs> You out here? You told, got a job? Yo, I Come told my mom. I, told, I, I was talking to my mom like when she was here a few weeks ago. I was telling her I was like, "You really sat here and you dead ass like try to make me virtuous and shit when I could have just been a hoe." I said, "All the hoes are winning. These hoes is really winning." And man. you sat there and you yelled at me and tried to make try to make me this fucking person that is not a hoe. And yeah, talking <laughs> about talking about men gonna respect you. You know, and where I'm waiting, poppycock. I'm waiting. Right? So. um... <laughs> My parents raised me terribly wrong. Terribly. But Just if you terribly. are young and you are listening to this, you can change. There's no need to go down my path. Right, exactly. Um, you can. You too can also be enjoying $300. 300 But honestly, I don't even... I, I Yo, I know dudes who spent like a bag like that on women, right? They spent a bag like that. Just to like impress girls, and that shit is such a turn off. I really don't like that, especially if I don't know you. If I know you and really know each other, and I really like fuck with you, and like we're in a good situation, mm-hmm. then like yeah, sure you can like increase where you're where you're coming from. But if you just spend a whole bag like that just to impress me or to any woman, like they're gonna take advantage of you. And then you see these dudes like sitting there like I don't know, I, I fuck these hoes, like, spending money on these Look, hoes man. and they don't do nothing. It's like well, I mean you tried it. You did the most, and Look, you didn't I, have I, to do that. I've been blessed. One of the few talents that I've been blessed with is the gift of gab. Okay, so I use that to my advantage. All right, because I know at the end of the day, it is about the experience, mm-hmm. right? You could like, and I, and I'm not saying like don't ever go on these fancy, expensive dates. That yeah, you could do that from time to time. That's nice. You both you dress up, the girl dress up, yeah, y'all go out somewhere nice. I'm not saying to do these cheap, cheap dates like that's the only way that you and your girl go out or you and the girl that you're dating mm-hmm. go out. Like that's not what I'm saying by any means. Okay, but if it's like if you're especially if you're dating, it's just not smart for you to spend three hundred dollars no. every time you're taking somebody out. It's not because it's it, really chances not. are sometimes. Like, how often does a person get a second date? Yeah, no. You know what I'm saying? So you might drop 300 and they might not even get a second. You might not even want to go out with that person again. Mm-hmm. Or they might not want to go out with you again. So, like, it doesn't make sense to do that, like, just to spend that much money. Um, I'm glad that this article is giving uh, cheap date ideas with with the uh, with the cost of mm-hmm. everything like that. But uh, it's it's just crazy, man. Yeah, it's the, it's the, it's the, thoughtful, be dropping it's the that thoughtfulness much. that counts. And honestly, yeah. like... As long as it's real thought and consideration and not just like a cheap date and it was so obvious that it was just you just slapped it together oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. just to be cheap and grimy, like yeah. then like, you know, you can really evaluate like, okay, it's the person for me. Yeah, y'all can see if you put this thought is, into this it. This is the 21st century. Like, first of all, ain't nobody really got money like that, like anymore. First of all, that's yeah. just the the way cost rent, everything mm-hmm. is set up, health insurance, everybody's gonna die. <laughs> off of these rich white people just taking and taking and taking. So like we're right? never gonna really like yeah, so I'm not I'm not out to like kill anybody's pockets, but right. put some thought, put a yeah, little bit, of, put a little, you know, at least let's start with fifty, fifty dollars, right? Like let's start with fifty dollars. Hey, look, you know what can you do? How can you make fifty dollars stretch? Because I think that that's the reason. Come holler at me, I'll show you. You know, All right? Fifty like, dollars? What? We can do that, and you Man, can you can have look. a wonderful, fruitful experience with. $50. You really could. You really could. So. All right, uh, let's jump into our don't at me. We don't have time. We don't have time for all five. Um, so yeah, so we can choose. Um, okay, I, I just can I just start with? Uh, let me just address these two girls real quick. All right, just all right, yeah, just, yeah. And then so, I'm gonna do my uh, don't, at, don't me. at me, and then we'll cool. we'll move on. Yeah. All right, yo. So um, basically, Scarlett Johansson, man, she just <laughs> keeps on keeping on. Mm-hmm. Um, this beautiful white woman has 
struck again. Um, she has taken her privilege. She is beautiful. She's I will beautiful. Give her that. Yeah. I gotta give her that. But she is she is problematic as fuck. Like she all she does is take roles. Like roles as an Asian woman, roles as a, like she's taking roles as every like ethnicity group. You're People right. are building roles around this woman. Like it doesn't matter how old she gets. Like they love her face. They love mm-hmm. her as an actress. So she will always have work. Mm-hmm. But she constantly, constantly decides to take on roles where she's selected to play a minority. But this time, that's not what she's in the news for. This time, she's in the news for defending Woody freaking Allen. Woody Allen, if you don't know, is the long-term um, director. Like, he's a legend in his own right as far as his contributions to Hollywood. But he is allegedly and widely known as a rapist and, and a statutory, who, a statutory statutory rapist. There's a difference between, you yeah, know Yeah, I know, because it's just yeah. worse. Because so, he, he ain't pin nobody down his little punk ass. He ain't right. pin nobody down and take the pussy. You yeah, know what I'm saying? He just so, manipulated a really young girl into giving uh-huh. it to him. And so this is like everyone knows in Hollywood. This is not even like conjecture. Yeah. This is, is like ubiquitous is like, I guess everyone knows Bill Cosby by now, right? So like everyone knows that this man does this allegedly. Mm-hmm. And um, yet Scarlett Johansson um, basically says, I, this is a quote from CNN. I see Woody whenever I can. And I have a lot of conversations with him about it. I've been very direct with him and he's been very direct with me. He maintains his innocence and I believe him. So um, what exactly is his innocence? <laughs> the birth certificate clearly states. One, didn't he adopt the little girl? I believe that. And then the, married her? Yes. Yes. So, right. <laughs> So I'm innocent, I, I swear. I'm a white man, so I didn't do like, anything wrong. <laughs> that's all you need? Okay, well, shit. Okay, So okay. she's just adding to the list of problematic things that she Jesus does. But Christ. to be honest, it's not going to really affect her career. It's not going to affect anything no, about her. No, it's not. We're, we're going to, yeah. You know, she's just, you know, selective white feminist. Yeah. Um, And just surprisingly, uh, Dakota Fanning, actually, she played a, uh, she's currently playing a Muslim woman. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's worse than uh, Keanu Reeves being the last samurai. Oh man! <laughs> or was it Tom Cruise? One of them white dudes. So neither one of them got any business playing the Last Samurai. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. According to USA Today, twenty-five-year-old Dakota Fanning. She is twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> why'd your face contort? Well, she <laughs> aged like the Olsen twins, is what. She don't look that bad. No, she didn't, she didn't age as bad as they no, did. No, not as bad as they did. But I ain't know. seen Dakota Fanning since Twilight. Right. So I haven't seen this since a long time. So she nah, I was dating a girl. And she, you know what I'm saying? She liked the movies. I, I ain't watching for myself. Mm-hmm. More now. Well, so, Kevin over there start judging me. <laughs> <laughs> so the movie she is uh, uh, slated to star in is called Sweetness in the Belly. And she's going to be playing a Muslim woman in Ethiopia. <laughs> Wait, time out. I mean, I thought that this was like. Maybe like Yemen or something or like Armenia where people are already white complected. But Ethiopia? Okay. Yo. Many took to Twitter to slam the former child star (laughs) and the film for culturally insensitive casting. Quote, unquote, so many talented Muslim actors out there and you cast Dakota Fanning? And one user wrote, to play an Ethiopian? I beg your pardon. I think that that's really all that we really need to touch on that because, (laughs) I mean, that's crazy. That's bizarre. Um, And I, I don't know why, like, the I don't Ethiopian know. thing adds a new wrinkle that adds to like it. Another, another layer to it because it's like you, you don't have to do this. Yo, you have money, not at all. You have you have you have opportunities. Yeah. I know you're still sleeping off of that money. What what was the what was her famous movie that she was in? Uh, um, well, she was in, like she was in thirteen going on thirty. Uh-huh. What, what was what, her? No, like, that wasn't her. No, what um, was her? Uh, Man on Fire. Um, but what was her like movie that that she really was in? The, her... She was in the um, Twilight series. Yeah, she was like the the vampire. 
uh, no, governors also, and stuff. She came on the scene, something I forgot, I don't remember, but she doesn't need this job at all. So it's just crazy to me that these white people, despite the black, the backlash that they get from taking on these roles, they continue to do them anyway. And here's the thing. People say, oh, well, you know, like you're an actor. Look, I've acted before, too. I've done it professionally myself. And in, in those roles, I played different people. But I think that when you're taking a Hollywood role. Yeah. And it's such a very big scale, especially considering the political climate of like what's actually happening to Muslim people in this yes. country. Like it, you should be a little bit more thoughtful about what you choose and what you don't choose because they can offer you a role and you can choose to accept it or not. Like yeah. it, that's how it works in Hollywood. And no one is going to sit there and blacklist you and say, oh, well, we're not going to, you know, cast Dakota Fanning for anything anymore because she didn't accept this role. She has enough like power in Hollywood to make mm-hmm. those decisions and to call those shots. Yeah. And so it's just a disappointing once again, time and time again, when when you see white people in power making t- decisions <laughs> that just don't seem to be really sound, especially considering what's going on in the world. It's like, are you completely tone deaf? <laughs> like, did you think like, why did you think that that was? I just Yeah, I want to know. <laughs> Why? Before before we move on, like I just want to know who was the director that wrote, like the the writer, <laughs> the director, the producer, whatever. They wrote the script, made the lead role for a Muslim person, an Ethiopian at that. <laughs> and who idea? Whose idea was it to say, you know what, you know who would be perfect for this role? <laughs> Dakota Fanning. Dakota. Like Yo. this, this makes no sense. And Hollywood is extremely white, so like yes. we need to. This, that needs to end first of yes, all because exactly t- together white people can't come seem to come into a room and make sound decisions. So I think that's that's <laughs> that's part of the problem because right. I don't see like it's like. But here's the thing, I feel like at this point they must be doing it purposefully, like yeah. you know, because right now now everybody knows about the movie, right? Yeah. I don't know how many people are gonna go and support it. Yeah, but exactly. now people know about it. I didn't know shit about this movie. And they come to find you watch the movie and she find out she converted. And so <laughs> it's like it's not even as there's no reason for the outrage that we're, that right. we're giving it. She was in college and her boyfriend right. was exactly. and brought her, brought her <laughs> exactly. back home because he couldn't find a exactly. black woman in the states who, right. who understood him. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. She man. was the only That's, one. Just like I'm, I'm still mad about that girl from Save the Last Dance. I'm like, you really came here and you took this man who's going to Georgetown from the hood. Like, what's yeah, on? I never seen the movie. You never see Save the Last Dance? Does that look like some shit I would watch, Addy? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah. That was a bomb ass movie. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. All right. Uh, we're going right. to move. <laughs> uh, well, like yeah, I said, The Return of Don't At Me. Um, it, it took a couple weeks off. I needed some inspiration. You know what I'm saying? But in lieu of the NFL season starting tonight, okay, I have to, I got a message for all you frauds out there. All of you that say that you root for two teams, let me tell you, I'm going to make this loud and clear for you. You cannot root for two teams. Yeah, Addy, take off your headphones for this. You cannot root for two teams. It makes no sense. Do you know what it means to be a fan? That means you're a fan of one thing, and you root for that one thing, and you support that one thing, and you are loyal to that one thing. So this football season, I don't want to hear I'm rooting for the Jets and the Giants. I'm rooting for the Colts and the Falcons. I'm rooting for the Eagles and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't want to hear it. One team, all right? If you're out there talking about, oh, I'm rooting for this team and that team. I have an AFC team. I have an NFC team. You're a fraud. And I want you to take this message personal. I hate every one of you frauds out there. I really do, all right? I hope you're offended by this. I said what I said. Now, don't at me. People rooting for two teams. A goddamn... What the hell is wrong with these people? 
I want to root for the Jets and the Giants. And yeah, it's ridiculous. Anyway, we got Trey Love in the building, Love and Fashion LLC Entertainment Group in the building. Yo, they're going to be up next. Do not go anywhere. Stay locked in. You're listening to Ben Talks right here live on Radio Free Brooklyn. We'll be right back. When I make a million, I'ma cop me a chain. Took my ass to college for the hoes in the space. And the party's probably why I had them horrible grades. Nigga, big chief. Bitch, I'm reppin' for the big queen. This me. One eighth for the whole thing. So fool. We the ones thought I told you to stay tuned. I'ma show you how it go. Move down south, swagger with the East Coast flow. Carolina giant, nigga, fee five four. I was down, I was low, I was on edge. Hit the road, made it worse, now I'm paying for that. Life a gift and a curse, so I'm praying on that. Niggas lying in they raps when they lay on the track. Young bull in the valley with a good go bad. I digress, hold it down, I'ma be right back. Listen, Warren Buffett handshake. This the kind of rap your dad play. This the kind of rap you can't fake. No, they watching from the landscape. Fuck the opposition, nigga. I did the impossible. I read the defense. Like that rose. I still rose up out that sea. Man, I go so hard I see shit. Like I'm on LSD shit. These niggas think I need them, but I'm the one they need shit. Listen, I'm big step. Get out my way. Niggas be lame. I'm in my own lane. Give me the love. Give me the hate. Give me the real. Show me the fake. See it clear. See it great. What you mean you really can't? Uh. I'm up next. Call me Big Chief. One day, I'ma spin the wheels on a Big Chief. Big ghost, big plans. Nigga, I got big dreams. Baby, fuck a Big Chief. I'm up next. Call me Big Chief. One day, I'ma spin the wheels on a Big Chief. Big ghost, big plans. Nigga, I got big dreams. Baby, fuck a Big Chief. Bust a nine. She wanna king, 
Make it lift up. Eric Flair on his grind and he coming for the crown. Eric Flair be the nigga and he always stick around. Eric Flair always hot and he never coming down. Eric Flair be the nigga with that oh so be sound. Is you dumb or is you stupid? I'm the one that murdered Cupid. I don't fuck with crazy bitches. I'm just sleeping, staying loose. When the man, I'm the champ and that shit say undisputed. That's the wrong way, bitch. Over there is where your root is. Logan nigga and my team be full of loot, bitch. Yeah, stupid nigga, we don't even need that tool, bitch. Yeah, dummy nigga, let low till I got the loud pack. Yes, sir. We're back. Live Radio Free Brooklyn. You already know what it is, man. It's Ben Talks with your boy Ben Lewis and Addy the Baddie. You already know. What's up? And we got some special guests in the building. We sure do. We got Yo. Trey Lover from Love and Fashion what's Entertainment good, LLC. Gotta throw that in there. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate man. that. That recognition is real to me. And Thank then you. we got his uh, his account manager, Khalik. 
in the building as well. Sonic Boom! Business is right. There you Always go. right. Yeah. This man got a whole staff. Right? I got a question. I, I want to know about this. Let's, I want to start off with this question. Yeah. Are you hiring? Am I hiring? Yes. I'll leave with you right now. Listen, if you have clients, you make some money. Let's make some money together, man. Do I have to cold call? You have to cold call. What's that? Oh, well, there you go. Uh, that's it. Nah, oh, that's just calling know, people. Just nah, 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 you said nah, cold nah, call. Yeah, cold oh, call. I thought you said cold call. Oh no, 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 no cold call. Oh, okay, it's your clients you bring in. If they want a service, they make money together. Now, can nice. I can I get clients the Shook Night way? The Shook Night way? Yeah. Listen, just like force them. I don't need to know everything that you do. Let's just make some money together. You heard? I don't got to know the details right, about man. it. I don't want to. Nah, man. But uh, it's good to have you here, man. Um, and we was just kind of talking about this right before we came back. How like randomly mm-hmm. we met. Um, I was, uh, you know, I'm a black man going to work, so I was running late. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's not true for all of us, man. That's not true for all of us. You heard? I, I will be at work tomorrow on time. Okay. Yeah, oh, me too, man. bro. <laughs> hey, look, I, I made it on time because of this brother right here. Okay. There you go. Thank you. A little What'd bit of do? speed and a little bit of driving, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I was, like, I, I was running late to to come here, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> I got off at I got off the bus at Eastern Parkway, and he was the first person I saw, and I, he was like, "Yo, you need a you need a a, a cab," and I was like, oh, wow. "Yeah, let's go." And then we got to talking um in the car, and then um that's when he told me like everything that he's got going on, everything that he does. And then I kind of told him what what I got going on and everything that I do, and we kind of coordinated this, and that's how he's here today, man. So like it was nice. meant to be. Yeah, exactly. Each other, yeah. Completely that's, random. That's alignment. That's like, yeah. yeah. Everything that's happens for a reason. If you don't use that yeah. opportunity, you just slip, and you got to always be proud of your business and talk about it. And yeah. he was vocal about what he did. I'm very vocal about what I do. Yeah, and now we here because we both got big mouths. So, so it I want to know about <laughs> more yeah. about what you do because you know Ben told me like, yo, this is dope. Yes, coming on, and I and I would love to know. I definitely did a little bit of research on your okay. Instagram page. You know, saw the events and such. I just want to know how it all got started. How it all got started? On one, I had I was tired of having a boss. Two, the biggest thing for me is I have sickle cell. I have a heart condition. I have a hip condition. I have a knee condition. I have a foot condition. I have Ooh. asthma, and I have um. I'm just sick all the time. Yeah. So I got fired for most of my jobs, even though I got promoted to manager at most of my jobs. I work really hard. Yeah. So people with sickle cell, we go through a lot of different things. So um, for me, it's like one day I said I need to find a way of making money that I can always rely on, and I was always going to parties and events, and I just knew a lot of people. So people were coming like your train. Do you know a photographer for this event? Do you know a DJ can cover my event? Do you know somebody can cover my event? And I just kept on telling people randomly. And I said, yo, Trey, why don't you turn this into a business and just start doing bookings? So they started hitting me up. I'm like, yo, you know what? I can help book your event for a small charge. Help you get all the mm-hmm. staff that you need. And from then, we just kept on growing. That's what's up. Yeah. Nice, nice. Thank so you. taking the... Um Amazon approach to things, you know, you 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 collect and you crowdsource the mm-hmm. services. Mm-hmm. You take your cut off of it, and but you're really the person who's gluing I mean, everything together. That's the way this generation yeah, is. What I'm smart. doing is the same thing that what what Uber and Lyft did. Uber yep. and Lyft, they don't own a taxi. They have drivers oh. that have that. Yeah. Airbnb doesn't own a hotel. They have people that own houses. Mm-hmm. Me, I have clients that have services, and they're looking for people to book them. I have people who need services. And they're looking for clients. So shoot, if I can bring those two words together, they win, they win, and then I make some money too, and I can do this from my hospital bed, which I've did many. Times like I wow. told my doctor, like, yo, hold on one second, let me close this deal. But and the doctor looked like, what you just did? I said, I just booked the eight hundred dollar deal. He's like, what? Well, Why are you not supposed to have cell phones in the rooms? So. <laughs> Listen, let them tell me I can't make my money. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna yeah, go yeah, to a different sure. hospital. Yeah. Hey, doc, you're not gonna get paid if you don't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you don't let me do this. Uh, so, so like the name, like Love and Fashion, like, um, 
uh, the love is obviously um mm-hmm. but but the fashion part so so you started like you got like uh I, I know you got the hat on now um you got like uh i'm sure you got some shirts or whatever the case is right so how so how did that aspect of the business come about you know what that's funny because the name of my company love and fashion actually helped me to really get my business started mm-hmm. because so many people thought that I was a fashion company mm-hmm. so they hired me to organize fashion shows from down in Manhattan in Brooklyn and on Westchester and everywhere yeah. and I never ever did a fashion show before that I knew nothing about fashion love and fashion is literally it's a play in word like fashion is a synonym yeah. for the world design develop mold change so love and fashion mm-hmm. everything starts with love Kalik loves being a host You love being a host I love doing events yeah. Fashion is fashion the world Fashion your life Your world Your future To be a better place So we're trying to use Our gifts that we have That we love to do To change the world To be a better place mm-hmm. We're a community based company So all the services that we do A portion gets donated Back to charity All yeah. the apparel that we sell A portion gets donated Back to charity yeah. I volunteer at soup kitchens I volunteer at um, pantries I collect clothes Right now I have a storage facility Filled with winter clothes To give out during the winter time Because wow. people have been close to me And even my taxi customers know If you come in my cab And you have a bag of clothes I give you 25% off your ride Because you donated to somebody else wow. So everything I try to do Is always about giving back To the community And that's what Love and Fashion Stands for But I guess I got blessed Because the name Helped me build my company from doing fashion shows. I was able to use that crowd to help me build my business to where it's mm-hmm. at now. So it just worked out. Yeah, I knew he was going to have a deep answer. That's why I asked <laughs> that question. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm all right. You know what I'm saying? You, I'm all right. So how do you like, how do you maintain clients? Like, because I know that like in this, you know, day and age, everybody's hustling. Everybody got, you know, a service yeah. here, a service there. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you find and maintain clients? I think for me, um, Finding clients is something that I'm great at. And this is my newest staff right here. And he's fantastic too. But one of the things I used to when I got started to find clients, every event that I got invited to, I was there. No matter what, I was there. And I was the guy that, you know, you ever sat down at a table and some random guys came and started talking to you and like what he does? Yeah, I usually, that was me. I usually brush those yeah. people off. No, no, you, wouldn't, you were not <laughs> brushing me off. I sat at this table, yeah. that table, that table. If I left the event and yeah. you didn't know what I was, I did not do my job right. That's, so yeah, I that's made true, sure yeah. everybody, the same way I met you, I had yeah. to make sure you know what I did. So I made sure I did that. And then like before... I could say before 11 Fashion, a lot of retail jobs, working with customer service and stuff like that. So I learned the importance of just how to communicate with customers, talking to them, the follow-ups, just being personable, mm-hmm. learning what the customers like. And when you can give them that relationship, you help to retain them faster. So when I learned that this customer is very big about this holiday, this customer has an anniversary coming up, and I have my little data bank of information that's stored up, and I'm like, hey, I see you have your anniversary coming up. I just want to wish you a um, happy anniversary. I wish you guys the best. Oh, shoot. I actually forgot about you. Um, you still do the bookings? Yeah, I do. You guys need a service? Yeah, I'm actually looking for a photographer. Cha-ching, there we go. Mm-hmm. All because I continue with that follow-up. I make sure I maintain a relationship with them. I spoke to them. Yeah. I just like send out a mass email or something. You're saying, hey, hi, how you doing? And truthfully, outside of business, I'm a very quiet person. Mm-hmm. But in the day is, being quiet is not going to pay my bills. So I just talk to as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, like when I probably leave here, you'll probably jump in the car and they'll talk like crazy and I just drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... But hey, I have to talk to make this money, right? Yeah, so of course. Man. Don't we all? In this room, <laughs> gotta talk. <laughs> you know so when you're putting a team together, like um, you know, when you're finding people that you want to work with, yeah. that want to work with you, what are like some qualities that you look for, and like what are some like some things that that if you see, you know, like okay, this person's not gonna work with me, okay. or if you see, like you know, like all right, this guy's definitely gonna work. Okay, for me, I think um, even Khalid and my sister who came to me. 
a lot of people, I've had people ask you, one of my friends hit me up the other day, like, yo, Trey, I'd love to work with you. What can I do for you? I always thought of asking the same question. What do you love to do? What do you like to do? Mm-hmm. Then I see how I can incorporate it into my business. He's a host. He loves talking, likes hosting shows. He likes meeting clients. So that's what he's going to do. Because for me, it's like, I love doing events because when the event is over, and everyone is smiling and happy. Yeah. I look forward to seeing them happy faces at those yeah. weddings, at those birthday parties. It brings me so much joy. So I love doing what I do. So for me, it's like I'm never really working because when I'm there, I'm just happy all the time. <laughs> so if I can find what you love to do and help you capitalize on that, why wouldn't you want to work with me? For mm-hmm. me, if I ask you to come host Five an event days. in front of a thousand people where you get to talk and have fun, <laughs> would you love to do that? That's what your passion is. Right. So I don't want to. I don't want to tell you. Like, I I want you to be my camera guy. I want you to. Just, what do you like to do? Mm-hmm. And then let's do that. Now skills that would throw me away. Unlike some black people who like to be late, I like to be very, very, very punctual. Mm-hmm. If the events from like five o'clock to eleven o'clock, and the doors open at five o'clock, I'm the guy that usually shows up like four thirty, four fifteen. Yeah. yeah. And that's actually been a way I've met a lot of my clients too. Because a lot of times when you show up really early to an event. You meet the staff at the events they're setting up. Yeah. And some people are just sit there and wait for the events to start. I was like, hey, I see you guys setting up the chairs. You guys need help? Hey, you guys setting up the table. I, I used to be a captain for kid. I can help you set up the table. And I would just talk to them and mingle with them. And then like, yo, like, do you work? Know somebody here? Like, nah, I'm just coming to the event. I see you guys need help. So I figured, why not help out? Yeah. And then from that, I build that relationship with them. Give them my business card. I find out They find out that I do the services. And then some of them book me again for future events. Just because... I was friendly yeah. and showed up on time. So I look for punctual people, happy people, people that don't have attitudes. Because mm-hmm. in events, we have to understand. Can we curse? Oh, yeah. Do your thing, bro. Shit gets fucked up sometimes. <laughs> for me, sometimes people are running late. Oh, sometimes, I know. Yeah. You just went for it. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, like, brides Sorry. have attitudes and, and uh, the, um, the baby should, mother's right? going through this. It's a lot of emotions. <laughs> so if you're a person who come along and you're very argumentative and you have an attitude and you can't, Hold your composure You can't work Because in the entertainment field You have to be able To handle Mm -hmm. personalities If you can't do that This is not the field for you Yeah What's the hardest event Or like What's like the One of the most uh, Like crazy events You ever like I guess were a part of That maybe Didn't go as expected Um, And then what Did you learn from that Um, I think I'll do the recent experience Um, August 25th This um, just passed It's a client Who I work with I helped them Organize their Family funding For Tona Park Every this is the Fifth year um, they give away school supplies They register people as bone marrow don't And stuff like that I wasn't supposed to be at the event this year Because I had something else to do But it got cancelled last minute But two days before the event They called me and said Yo Trey we're canceling the event I said er? Two what? days Two days Before the event They called me and said They're canceling the event I said hold on time out My name's attached to the situation right here We gonna figure this out real quick So we got in like an hour phone call I found out what's the problem What's going on I had to stay up late that night Call every single person as part of it, organize this, this, and that. At the end of the event, that Sunday, this is the most organized, best event we ever did. It was great. Without you, we would not have had this event because we were canceling. Legit. Wow. And yeah, they legit. asked me because <laughs> their company is not registered yet, so they're mm-hmm. registering their company. Yeah. And they, this is like my, my fifth year with them. Mm-hmm. So they now have asked me to be on their board of directors as the wow. event manager for all their events going forward because. They were really canceling the event. Like they were contacting the park and say, "Yo, the canceling is done." I said, "Listen, don't call nobody. Give me an hour. I'm at work right now. I hit you back up later on tonight." Right. And the event was beautiful. Amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. All right, I got a question for for Kali, man. Go. So, so what 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 was it that you saw from Trey um, that made you like want to work with him? And and what's been kind of like the best part about working with this brother so far? 
Uh, don't lie. Truth, but oh my god! You want you want you, you want you want him to step out? So nah, nah, <laughs> answer the question. Nah, nah. All right. Well, uh, the truth is right. It took me at least about maybe about four or five months mm-hmm. to really, to really, to because I I, I kept because the thing is like from the time that I met him, I was like, I right, okay. He he's connected. Yeah. He's connected. I'm connected. But I know I like I know that I'm an asset. I, I know I can be an asset to him. And I know he could be an asset to me. So I sat back and I'm gonna say it in front of him. I sat back and I was like, alright, you know what? And then and 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 this is how I usually get people, you know, to work with me mm-hmm. or I work with them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a relationship, it's not always about money. It's not all It's not yeah. A relationship is not All about money This music industry This this industry Is not all about money It's about relationship And I knew I knew In my head I knew I was like Alright you know what Do I need to work with him You know what I'm saying yeah. So And I pursued it Mm-hmm. And it was, it was sometimes it, it, he brushed me off, and because yeah, he a hard dude to get get a, uh, get next to. He yeah. is. I, I'm not gonna. I'm saying this in front of you. He he is a hard dude to get next to. He yeah. is an even harder dude to get in contact of, of if you don't know how to get in contact. Yeah, and that's and that's crazy. Like uh, not to cut you off, um, but is it you saying that shows how crazy it was that we connected? And we, yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. So for you to say that, that just shows how like crazy think, the, this he, encounter was. But 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 the thing is, is that we met at a networking party. Okay, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like we met the time that I was starting season one for my show. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna get into it. But I mean, you could plug it. Little nah, little nah, nah. You got the listen. Plan. I believe nah, in, nah, I believe in promotion about everybody. Part of the hey, team. What's the name of the what show, you do, my brother? <laughs> you can tell us the name. Oh you don't uh, mention the show. He oh knew he was gonna God. do this too. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm like, not gonna get into it. No, I, tell I, it. Like, I, 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 you know, I, I was trying to. All right, okay. The reality show. How many this, times did this work? It worked. No, no, no. It, it, it worked all the time. It worked. I'd be like, all right, you know, yes. what, I ain't gonna say nothing. It'd be like, yeah. nah, I'd be like, nah, because it's not about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you. you know, but the name of the show is called Becoming a Comrade. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Volume one. So, yeah. and I'm an artist. So what wound up happening was that. I was going through a lot. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna turn it into a reality show. Yeah. And actually, the truth is, is that uh, Trey actually helped me label the show. Mm. He he don't even. Know. Yeah, I didn't he, know that's my first time hearing this. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. But but what wound up happening is how I met him was that we was at a networking event. We was talking. We was kicking it. And then once I realized what type of assets he had, I was like, oh, you can give me anything. Yeah. All right. Okay. And then that's when I started watching his page. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? For my, you know what I'm saying? So, so everything, you know what I'm saying, was for my benefit. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, though, is that once, you know what I'm saying? Once, once, once I narrowed in, in a situation, I was like, yo, I know I could be an asset to him. You know what I'm saying? I know I could help him some way so he could help me. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. we're not friends. You know what I'm saying? We're yeah. business partners. Right. You know what I'm saying? Damn, we are not friends. Are you? Yeah, no, uh-huh. nah, 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 nah. I'm talking about that. Once the relationship works, I'm good with whatever label you put on it. Exactly. Okay. Labels to me is just a word. Exactly. Once yeah. it works, it works. Exactly. Right. Because the thing is, is that when you put, when you put, when you put business in front of friendships, that when you put friendship in front of business, mm-hmm. that's when things get cloudy, and mm-hmm. you expect certain things yeah. from a, a certain that's type fact. of person. 
and you know, you know and then when money get involved it's like real cloudy like yeah. this my man you know what i'm saying this the trade that's my man yeah we just not friends yet mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but the thing is he's a good dude and i co-signed him 100 percent. like his brand i'm about to go mm-hmm. off on his brand yo, <laughs> so yo. what who oh sorry go ahead no, no go, his, go off on the brand uh, his, his brand is predominantly the best brand i ever saw his brand capitalizes and it helps it, it can it can impact the world and be something that can shift things when it comes to independent artists that's looking for services yeah and it's looking and djs or promoters anybody that don't have if they're connected to trail they connected to love and fashion they're able to get them services to look like something that, that they're really not yeah you understand what i'm saying and that's a big deal in this industry Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, and that's why I go hard for this brand because I believe it. Yeah, and that's it. Well, what he just said too. I mean, I take that to heart because I've met clients who've worked with other individuals, and there are certain things I don't like because I feel that money is money, and and building a relationship is more important. And I've seen people who they charge the service, and because a client didn't have the exact amount to pay, gave them mediocre work. Mm. Yeah, I feel like whether you're paying. 300, 500, $1,000, I'm going to give you my all for that budget. I'm going to give you as hard as I can. I'm going to give you my energy, my time, make it happen. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day is, one, when that work is finished, my name is still associated with that. Yeah. Right. So if I give you half-assed work now and then people see it, oh, that's a love and fashion project? Oh, nah, that looks mm-hmm. trash. Mm-hmm. I'm going right. to give you my all. So when you're able to treat everybody like like they're like they're golden, mm-hmm. they respect that. So for like artists and for people like it just it makes it easier too because I think we all know the stresses of doing an event and you have to contact let me contact the DJ company let me contact the photography company let me contact the this company this company and book all those services it's annoying to have to do that yeah so when you're able to say you know what that's you and I have a consultation meeting figure out exactly what you need because I've had some clients who they wanted stuff they didn't even need and they were wasting mm-hmm. money that could be allocated to other parts of their event to make sure the event is nice yeah, yeah. for me so the consultation when I like I do I'm an event manager and I'm a booking agent so yes I'm going to tell you to use our services you can but if you don't use my services it's cool if you want to book from somebody else it's cool because I'm not here just trying to make you use my company use it if you believe in what I do use it right, right. but then when you book it just know that Everything is in one area. Right. You give me my permission to pick the staff. For you, you let me know what kind of stuff you're looking for. Like, if you want a music video, you want this. Different type of videographers shoot different type of styles. So I'm not going to use a videographer who's dope at music videos to do a wedding. Right. I'm not going to. I'm not going to use that. So I don't care. Yo, Tram, nice. Let me get that mm-hmm. gay because got, it pays X, Y, and Z. Reception look like a tip draw video, right? <laughs> <laughs> Worse, I'm not trying to do that. So, so just uh, yeah. how has how has been how has the reception been from the sickle cell community in terms of your contributions and how has that part of your business influenced like the clients you've been able to get uh-huh. and retain? Well, I have to say, um, I had to actually take a step back because when the company started, like I said, a lot of people felt like I was a fashion company mm-hmm. and. At that point in my life, I was just running with it, saying, you know what, let me just meet as many clients as possible with it. But I never felt whole because I felt like something was missing. So I literally took like two years off and I came back now and I'm focusing more on the on the give back to community part. So since then, I've attended almost every single sickle cell event I've been invited to. I go to the meetings. I've gone to um, breast cancer events. I've gone to several different charities. And people tend to like that. Even some of the celebrity clients who I work with, when I let them know, okay, listen, 
yes, we do an event for whatever fashion or whatever this is, but behind it, we're donating to this company. We're donating to this, like every event that I personally organize, money gets donated. So we did an event on um, a performance showcase one day and um, 50% of the proceeds was donated to Wounded Warrior Projects. We did another event and we donated proceeds to breast cancer. So we don't just focus on sickle cell. That's my main outlet, yes. But we give back to a lot of different communities. And people kind of like that because they understand, I, one, I'm not going to try to overcharge you. I'm not trying to kill no one's pocket. Right. And then two, when some of that money comes in, it's going for a great cause. We're not just sitting on it. It's helping out other people in need. So booking with us, you're probably helping somebody else's life who needs that help. So a lot of people like that. And it does help us to gain customers, customers when they see what we're doing. So they like that aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah, man. I, I just like from from the time we spoke, like in, in your car, man. That I, I loved the the work that you do, and, and I, I like. I have a, a friend of mine who um uh, who has uh, suffering with sickle cell, and and like you mentioned, like he's it's hard for him to keep a job because it's like you're up for a few weeks or you're up for a few months, and yeah. then you're really bad for a few weeks and a few months, and. I mean, as, as horrible as it sounds, like these jobs are not trying to be patient with people, like going through that nope. kind of stuff. That's fucked up as it sounds. Right now, I'm working with some doctors and stuff like that. They're trying to get sickle cell to really be known as a type of handicap. Yeah. Because everybody else who has an illness, they have like passive work. Like you might have to take a ramp. You might have to do this. Yeah. People with sickle cell, there's no excuse for us. If we're missing work too many right. times, we just get fired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've been, it's been many times where I came out the hospital the second or third time. And like a day or two in the work, oh, we have to let you go for whatever reason. Mm. I'm like, damn. So with that, it's hard for me to pay my rent because I'm losing jobs. It's hard for me to right. go back to school because yeah. I have to figure out how am I going to pay rent. My life has been hard as heck. And yeah, health man. insurance. It, it, man, no matter how I found out my health insurance was off and it's not supposed to be off because my condition, everything that I do. Yeah. I owe so many medical bills right now. It's ridiculous that my credit mm. score is crap and I pay all my bills on time. Yeah. My credit score is crap because I can't afford these bills. I literally like... In 2004, I went on a school trip and I went inside of a pool and I woke up four days later. Come to find out, I was in two helicopter rides because I was upstate. So I went to one hospital and back and the helicopter ride by itself was $40,000. What? Who the heck is paying that? I can't afford Yo. that. Oh my me? God. Right now, I'm struggling to... I'm, I'm going to keep it frank, frank, um, frank with you guys. I'm struggling right now with my apartment and stuff like that. Yeah. But even with that, I still donate my money and do what I can because wow. you no, know, it's going to come back to me when that time comes. I mean, God bless you. I'm gonna do what I can do when that time's coming, but I have to. No matter what, for me, it's like one thing I believe in is just life will always knock you down. Yeah. Life will knock you down a million times over. That's a fact. But this, what do you do when you get knocked down? Are you gonna get back up? Are you gonna stay down? I can sit down. I can wallow. Oh my gosh, my life is hard. I'm struggling. I'm going through this. Or I can put a smile on my face, get outside, and enjoy my freaking life. Like I remember one time I was in the hospital, and I told, and the doctor was there, and I was like, "Yo, thank you, Jesus." The doctor was like, "Why are you thanking God for in the hospital sick?" I said, "Yo, doc, guess what?" I'm in a hospital right now. Some people aren't in a hospital. I said, Doc, and I told I was having pain in my legs. I said, Doc, right now my leg is hurting, but it's somebody who doesn't have a leg. Mm. I said, Doc, I'm in pain right now, and I'm here, and people are coming to see me. I have a lot to be thankful for. Mm. So what I'm having yeah. a moment of pain right now, this is going to pass. My life is still here. Why not be thankful? So I just try to be thankful for everything that I have. As, as small as it may be, be thankful, give back, do what you can. And when that time comes, hopefully if you do your thing, it comes back to you. For me, so just gotta stay positive. That's amazing, amazing story, man. I'm I'm so glad that um, we was able to have you in here and 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 just hear about like your background a little bit. This is this has been like, I, like I, I'm at a loss of words. Right. Like it's, that's crazy. Um, but uh, it's our time to like get up out of here. So uh, real quick, just let everyone know where they can find you at and and um just. Give us the rundown of of, of everything right okay, now. Okay, so our new website is going to be up really soon. It's literally um just L N F 
P-I-C-S.com, L-N-F-Picks.com. If you guys go to Instagram, everything is spelled correctly. Love and fashion underscore bookings for all of our event services. If you guys want to purchase apparel, it's love and fashion underscore apparel. You go to any of those sources. If I now have an assistant, so I'm not that hard to contact anymore. If I'm, I'm not on the page, she's on the page doing her thing, responding to the messages and contacting people. So hit us up anytime. Let us know what events you have and let's make your event a success. Thank you very much for having us, Ben. And uh, and add salute. You ready? One last thing. Mm-hmm. Love and fashion lit. There you go, man. <laughs> All right, yes, man. I want to thank I want to thank Trey Love for that. coming through and, and Kali for coming through. Harry and I, Rachel, see you up next. Don't go anywhere. Stay locked in. It's Radio Free Brooklyn. It's Ben Talks, your boy Ben Lewis, Addy the Baddy. Peace out. Stay safe over the weekend, everybody. Boom. Stay up. Sonic, boom.